You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. This is the No Doubt About It podcast. No doubt about it. Now your hosts, Christy and Mark Runcetti. Oh, night version. Yeah, this is a night version. <laughs> we should show the black sky behind us because uh, this is going to be a late night for everybody. But Yeah, it is going to well be a night it. version. Well worth it. Yeah, debate recap version. Joined by Jay McCleskey. Dun, dun, dun. Legendary <laughs> debate prep guy. You're a pretty good debate prep guy as well. This is going to be interesting. Well, I can You've keep done my attention. Yes, sure. good point. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so we decided we wanted to do this because... Uh, first of all, the first Republican debate just yeah. wrapped up. We're gonna we're gonna talk all about that, and then some insights too on on preparing for debates, the importance of of certain qualities that you need to be good at these sorts of things, mm-hmm. and and some of what may seem effective now, but as you go down the road, it will be an albatross across right. someone's neck. Right? right. There's, these things are you can walk out thinking I killed it. And then, then your people get around you. They're like, by the way, did you ever consider this? And then you're like, Oops. Then they just yell at you. Yeah. Well, let's start it off, you guys, because I'm sure we all have our opinions on, okay, so if we're going to pick a quote unquote winner or who do you think took the biggest like award tonight? Who, who dominated tonight in your opinion? I, I think that um, DeSantis had to stop the bleeding tonight. And I think he did. I think he had a couple of really good moments. I think early on he had a little cotton mouth. He's a little nervous. He had a little bit of a smile <laughs> going, where it's like the forced smile. But he had some good moments where he stopped everything down and basically disagreed with the premise of the question, which is that that old old time thing which you always talk about: answer the question you want to answer, not the one they're asking. And he did that a couple of different times. So I think he did a good job. And so to me, I, I liked what I saw from him tonight. Obviously, I think Nikki Haley was was good, and I think you'll talk about that. And, and then I think there's some people that were just was were a didn't need to be out there, like Asa Hutchinson and Bergham probably didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then. The, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to just shut you down now. You, you're even all the way in one oh, sentence, Gary. So late at night, we really we threw yeah, all the rules uh, out. Yeah, yeah, now exactly. We throw them all out. Okay, I'm sorry. Mark I'm sorry for going 20 over. straight minutes. Jay, who do you <laughs> think? I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I think that DeSantis did what he needed to do. Yeah. I mean, you got to start there. Like, who could have died after this debate? And it was right. And, and it was uh, DeSantis. And I thought he did, and I agree, he got stronger as it went on. I think he got into his, like, counterpuncher mode where he's pretty effective with against the media. You yeah. know, and I think that's he did that really effectively. He did what he needed to do. I think Haley accomplished some things she needed to do. She made a pitch, I think, that's like to keep her campaign alive, too. Because one thing people need to realize with presidential campaigns is they're expensive. And if you lose donor support, your campaign's over. That's why. So that's why our current vice president did not make it to Iowa. Like if you run out of money early, you're done. And so I think Nikki Haley did a really good job, appealed to a lot of donors with some of her answers. It'll do better kind of with that class versus voters. And we'll talk about some of those as we get going. I thought she did a good job. Obviously, Ramaswamy like was very aggressive and he, he, he was aggressive and he, and it'll be interesting when we get the time of how long these, how long they were speaking. He was out there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. he, He took some positions that, um, you know, I don't think, and we'll get into this, I don't think they were that effective going after him the way they did at the beginning. I think they right. got landed some punches later, but he was um, he was pretty effective early, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I think that most of people are going to talk about Vivek. I think they're going to talk about this guy because oh, right. I think no he question. just, yeah. he was the guy that every was chirping in on every single thing. But, but let me stop right here. 
the one person who won it was Donald Trump. Right. Because it then didn't no one, change anything. No. Like that race is the same. You know, like DeSantis is, yeah, I just said DeSantis is still there. Ramaswamy did well. Like Haley's keeping her campaign alive. Guess who's still 30 points in first yeah, place? Yeah. And I don't, and I think that's him. one thing that was, was, was surprising to me that there wasn't more of a concentrated effort to go after Trump. It, it was, it was really kind of hands off Trump and everybody else just start, you know, flinging it within the debate stage, which I think to some degree is a mistake. So do you well, think they're going after vice president? Do you think that that's what they're I, aiming no, for? No, I don't know point? if they're doing that. I think you're, you're seeing in some degree, one, you have to be the, you, you got to be the alternative. Yeah. And so you got to fight to make yourself the alternative. The other thing is you're looking like Pence, for example, was very aggressively going after this social conservative vote in Iowa. Yeah. Every answer he was doing was it was just aimed at Iowa voters. Yeah. I, I think he's got other problems, so yeah. I, I don't know if that works. But there's a reason that Rick Santorum has won that before and right. Governor Huckabee and Cruz. Like the social conservative vote there is very strong, right. and you could see that him just appealing to that lane really aggressively. I actually think he did better than I anticipated him doing. I think he kind of I, – I, I, I agree with you, Jay. I don't think it's going to necessarily help him long term. But I do think he answered a lot of questions really strong. I was surprised. I have to be honest. I think that having everybody also come to his – most people came to his defense over January 6th. Right. I thought that was pretty right. impressive on that stage to, to watch that all play yeah. out. And then he got some good uh, early shots in on Vivek, which I appreciated. Well, <laughs> I, no, I think it, Vivek is is exhausting. Well, honestly, here's my here's my issue with Vivek in, in this whole thing. You know, you got ten minutes into this debate, and the first thing every time he would pop on. The first thing that came into my mind was, I don't want the extended warranty. I don't want it. I'm not paying for it. Right? I mean, it's just like, what is happening? And it was, he's too slick by half. And half the stuff he says is complete garbage. Well, there, was a, there was a point there where him and Pence are going back and forth. And it was like, if Pence would just shut up, this guy would kill himself. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. keeping him from going, like, you know, off the ledge on some of these answers. That's true. And um, they become their own worst enemy, I think, in some of those times. But I think Pence going after him... You're too young. I, I don't think that's effective. I didn't think Christy was particularly effective going after him. Yeah. So let's. You know? Well, you wanna, you wanna... I, 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 I have to say, listen, Vivek, to me, his youth does hurt him in this particular situation for somebody like me. Anyway, the way I viewed him was I do think he comes off as a guy that is just giving you kind of the the lines he thinks you want to hear that he read on the Internet somewhere. Right. I also feel like he's very millennial, like he's kind of feels like he's entitled to be the president already without having to do any of the other levels. And I'm not trying to offend the millennial market out there, but they do have a reputation for basically coming straight out of college and saying, Hey, give me the supervisor role right away. And I think he is the, he was the epitome of that tonight. Well, I think slippery is the way to describe <laughs> him. That's what he is. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that. I think he was, he'll have appeal. Like, oh, he will. Will have, he will. I think his bigger problem is like your appeal is all going to be to Trump's base and they're not going to they're not get going coke light when they yeah. get the real so thing. So is he going for VP? I mean, honestly, that's kind of the rumor. Uh, maybe. You wonder what he's doing. Okay, yeah. so let's get into a couple of clips from him and, and this will give people a, a quick idea of what the deal is. Let's go, Els, let's go to clip one and let's just talk about it. This is how he sort of tried to frame things early as he was going back and forth um, with Vice President Pence. Take a look at, at this. And the reality is, you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over to them by their 400-page super PACs last week. 
The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? Okay, and I stand... Okay. So his delivery is is solid. There's no doubt. He came out and, and he didn't have the cotton mouth. He didn't. The oxygen wasn't gone from the room because he, he doesn't take it seriously. I don't think. Well, maybe not. But 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 early on, he tried to set himself aside. I just think over time, he's the kind of stuff that once you look a little more into him, all of a sudden it's not. It, it starts to it starts to get a little shaky. And, and I think Chris Christie points that out in clip four, and then we'll get your response to it. Here's clip four. Chris Christie. I think this was Christie's best shot at Vivek. I think that Haley had a good one, but this is this is Christie's best shot at him and effectively drew something and drew a parallel to somebody who who many Republicans uh, may have a, a very clear memory of. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight. Of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama. And I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur. There it is. Okay. That's, that's the Chris Christie. We, 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 uh, we are familiar with what, did you think he landed a glove with any, I think he landed a little bit on that, but I just, I mean, I think voters change their opinion when they get new information or when an issue gets framed differently, they all know he's the outsider. So you're, the more they attack him for being the outsider, I think that's what he's saying, too. Like, if you're saying the same message he is, I don't know that it's all that effective. I mean, he said some questionable things that, yeah. that he's gotten hammered on recently that they could have used, having to do with 9-11 and things yeah. like that. That yeah. I think that kind of information, if people hear that, it's like, whoa, you know, like it, that, that may make him reconsider things. Well, I mean, I, and that's what I was wondering is I felt like he talked a lot. I'm not sure he said anything. Did you feel like his message points were, you know, I just felt like they were empty. They felt, they felt cliche. You know, I think, yeah, I mean, but I think here's, here's an example, the Ukraine question, which I think Nikki Haley did a great job Mm -hmm. as like a Reagan Republican fighting for what Reagan Republicans believe. But, but there's a big chunk of that Republican base that's going to disagree with her on that. And he was the only candidate who said he would not support that funding. And that means all those voters who feel that way have one candidate that agrees with them. And I think that's going to land. It, it may well. Let's, as much as I disagree with it. Yeah, just, and, and I do too. But let's take a look at clip seven. Here's Nikki Haley hammering Vivek on Russia. Uh, said of Governor DeSantis that um, you, you didn't appreciate it when he initially called it a territorial dispute. Why? First of all, the American president needs to have moral clarity. They need to know the difference between right and wrong. They need to know the difference between good and evil. When you look at the situation with Russia and Ukraine, here you have a pro-American country that was invaded by a thug. So when you want to talk about what has been given to Ukraine, less than three and a half percent of our defense budget has been given to Ukraine. That's an unfortunate reference. You probably should have made, but let's keep going. 11 of the European countries have given more than the U.S. But what's really important is go back to when China and Russia held hands, shook hands before the Olympics and named themselves unlimited partners. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants 
wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to right. let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't False. do that to friends. What you do False. instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. He killed Pergozin. When I was at the U.N., the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro-American. Boom. Yeah, that was a good she one. And, and she I think that's going to have there. a lot of appeal yep. for a lot of Republicans. A lot that will keep her campaign going. I but think, I think yeah. there's a big chunk. There yeah. is a big chunk. And I don't know that it's so much Ukraine. Like Ukraine, it, it's more, what about us? Like, we're getting screwed as Americans. But that's a and, false choice. Right, but that's where voters are. Yeah, and, and, no, I, and I, I think there's it. a big chunk of it, and I think that's going to help. Well, what was killing me in this whole Ukraine debate? I wanted someone to connect the dots to what Biden did in Afghanistan, right? And the weakness that so getting approving that pipeline right. for this Germany and, and, and Russia, and and how all that led to this, yep. and how that didn't happen before. Like this is created, but it's created out of weakness. Yeah. No, it, it and that's very true. And and I think the way just his overall approach, though, is one that to me just is not is not going to wear well. But I also realize I could be wrong on that because I think we are in a different era where certain approaches like his. I mean, it's just he's obnoxious and, and he was obnoxious the whole time. He would have kicked the crap out of you at a state convention. Oh, there's no question. He would have. He would have. No, 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 no. At a state convention, everybody would have been carrying Vivek out of the room. (laughs) And then on election night, we'd have clocked him by 30 points because he's a phony. And so I think that's what it is. I think it's that he feels like a suit, an empty suit. Well, and I do think because he he is and this maybe get to his age, too, in the fact that he's never run for anything at all before, which is which is okay. I'm not against that at all. It's just that I think when you look at a guy like that, he is a people pleaser. Everywhere he goes, he wants to say something and he wants the heads to nod. He wants to, and occasionally you need to be the person who makes everybody mad in the room. And, and that gets to your point on the 9-11 stuff. Right. He goes, and what you don't realize is, and this is one of those things that I think is important to know. Everybody thinks you're in danger when you go and give an interview to an unfriendly outlet. That's not necessarily true. Your big problem is when you go give an interview to who you think is your biggest supporter. They push you so much further than you are willing to go and you want to agree with them and you want to say, oh, absolutely. So he goes on the blaze and just says bonkers stuff about 9-11. And then all of a sudden he gets himself in trouble. So when you're a candidate, you have to know sometimes you say no to the people who support you most because they get you in more trouble than the ones who don't. I agree with that. It'll be, but I think he's going to, he will probably see a spike in his fundraising. And that's, what's going to be interesting. What's interesting to me is all these candidates are going to be, they all, and pretty much most of them had their moments. They can, they can put into an, you know, clip it, send it to donors, put it on social media, try to raise money. It'll be interesting to see how the fundraising numbers go over the next couple you know, in the next couple of days and weeks. So you think, you think everybody on that stage tonight says I won this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll all do that. They all Other think than that. Asa. <laughs> oh, no. Asa is going to claim he wanted to. Oh, nightmare. Okay, so, I mean, Ron. Ron DeSantis, right? Like, yeah. He, and, and I felt like his answer on Ukraine was, you know, he he's he did talk about the fact that we have to protect our own, our own border and what he would do there. And right. he came off really strong to me. 
I think. I mean, that was kind of my vibe. I mean, obviously. He's, he's trying to split that. Uh, I, I thought that was yeah. like one of his weakest. I thought yeah. he did a really good job in some of those answers. Some of the border all, stuff like, was all good. All the stuff he gets hit on, all your, it's Florida, Florida, Florida. He connected it in a couple of good places. When they talked about crime and he talked about the Soros prosecutors, I think yeah, he really stood good. out because all those guys were saying, I do this, I do this. And he's yep. the only one who's done anything. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good example he did it on covid too i thought he was his answer we'll get to this i'm sure but his answer on the border yeah that's gonna make news yeah so that's let's gonna make news. let's hit let's hit that okay. as a matter of fact so uh ella why don't we hit with um with desantis let's go um clip 10 we're not handling both and so i am gonna declare it a national emergency i'm i'm not gonna send troops to ukraine but i am gonna send them to our southern border when these drug pushers are bringing fentanyl across the border that's going to be the last thing they do we're going to use force and we're going to leave them stone cold dead. okay i mean for, for stone cold dead. well i mean and there was a there's a real question in there which is and this is where we'd like you to look around the corner a little bit there the big question now is okay where where does u.s military involvement become an option well, here in, in a lot of people staked out different positions here. Well, and it's interesting because there's another question where they asked him, would you send the special forces into Mexico? Into Mexico and right. he said, absolutely. Yeah. That's news. I mean, using them on the border, it, it gets in like where I think it was Pensa or Asa talking about, Oh, what's intelligent. Well, that's true. Like they, yeah. they can't actually, they're not going to be engaging there. They can ab absolutely help with, because they can provide intelligence, et cetera, for the border patrol, sending special forces to operate in Mexico, taking hits against the, directly against the cartels, treating them as a terrorist organization. He was asked that, and he was unequivocal that he said, yes, that's big news. Um, Congressman Crenshaw has been talking that for a while. Yeah, he wants big to do fight it. back and forth between him and the Mexican president. Yep. That's a big issue, and I think he gained a lot on that. I think he looked really strong. With his, on his leadership because on that. didn't pence just even still back up again tonight what trump had said which is we'll work with the mexican government to f help fight against the cartel isn't that what i heard tonight uh, he may have i, I but i, I but will it say like that's weaker not, i feel like that's a weaker not, argument than what oh absolutely DeSantis it is said. And, and i do think right now it you mentioned that Things change on the ground. This issue is one where I think five years ago, if you'd asked Americans, all right, are we really going to spend send special forces into, into Mexico to deal with this issue? The answer would have been 75, 25. No, uh, I think that number is going to flip because of the number of fentanyl deaths and what's happening with the border. I think there's going to be a whole reset on this. And I think it's a good issue for Republicans who are willing to get out in front of it. And it's the more, the more Americans learn what's going on on the border there, we've still had this media blackout where right. they, the, the mainstream media does not talk about what's going on at the border. They show just those, those one images of cartel guys with guns in Texas. That image was powerful. They used it in, in, in this debate. When you start seeing what, like, the Jalisco cartel, the kind of armament they have, they shot down a Mexican helicopter, Mexican military helicopter. When people start seeing what they're doing, um, I think, you're, like you said, those numbers are going to flip. They're going to see that as the campaign goes on because the Republican nominee is going to make sure that's a big part of the campaign. Are you that. pitching me right now to take Mark back down to the border Look, once again, Jay? We get better views. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. No. And, and, but it's, but in the thing is about this issue too, it's not an issue where, where the Democrats are solid and then you're going outside. The Democrats are very vulnerable on the border and right. they're very vulnerable on the drug trade. So it, the, 
the fact that those two issues mesh like that, it's smart for DeSantis to do this. I, I just think it, it, in contrast to Vivek, where where you go and look at the stuff he says long term and it hurts him, this one will gain traction for DeSantis. Go back, and we always talked about this politics. No one looks back at game film on previous things. Think about what Trump, what propelled his campaign. The, some of the things he said that the media went crazy about, yep. and it was about the border, that propelled his campaign. DeSantis saying cold stone dead yep. and talking about sending special forces in there. The the left wing media is going to go absolutely nuts about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help him tremendously. No doubt. Like that's with, yep. the, with the Republican primary. He wants that fight. And they, I, I can't imagine they're waiting for the view or someone to go pop off and attack him. And they're going to use that. Yep. Oh, they will for sure. It'll come back to haunt him on the left. But you no, know, who cares? Yeah, we don't it care won't matter. That, but, it's a good issue. I mean, OK, so Tim Scott, I know he's on our list necessarily right this second, but I'm just trying to get a little mm-hmm. bit of take on, you know, because Tim Scott's kind of been this kind of quiet, very nice, straight shooting kind of guy. Um, I thought he stood out. I th- he came off very calm to me. Um, especially right very, out of the show. Very. But yeah, very. maybe he might have needed a Red Bull. So maybe a, a, a monster, maybe his yeah. team could get him a monster, a Red Bull. We might know people that could hand him one of those. But um, I thought, though, he was still really clear on education on the border. He was still strong on the border because he uh, because of the drugs right. coming up. And he talked about that. I felt like he came off very clear. He also talked about his faith. He quoted scripture. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I think he came... He wrote, he drove in the right lane the whole time. Right. right. And it is, and Vivek went blowing by him. Now, Vivek may miss the exit and pile into a, you know, into a the divider, wall. but yeah. he, but he's going. And, and occasionally people go in the left lane and go blowing by him. I think he stayed. He went 55 down the interstate, a little slow for my taste. But I do think he had a couple good answers. And one was the DOJ answer. I mm-hmm. thought he had, I thought he did a good job of that. So it's, it's clip 12, Ella. And, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll go to Tim Scott on that. And, and he talked a little bit about the necessity and making sure that the DOJ is not an arm that, that's punitive against your, your political opponents. When I'm president, the first thing I'll do is fire Merrick Garland. Second thing I'll do. Christopher Ray, because we need Lady Justice to wear a blindfold. Without that, no one has confidence in our justice system. 17% of Republicans have confidence in our Department of Justice. Here's why. We keep seeing not only the weaponization of the Department of Justice against political opponents, but also against parents who show up at school board meetings. They're called, under this DOJ... They're called domestic terrorists. When I'm yeah. president, the first. So I thought that was a good answer. No, I thought he did. I thought he did well. I mean, I, I he, here's the thing: if there's those listening and watching, stop li- letting people talk to you about the national polls and who's rising, who's falling. Look at the look at the Iowa polling. Right. Just go to Real Clear Politics. Look at Iowa. Look at look at New Hampshire. Um, Scott's doing really well in Iowa. Like he's in third. He's he's at like almost ten percent. He's yeah. he's right behind. Um, DeSantis. So I think what they had, that's his first time in a big debate like this. They had a pitcher. They're confident he could get that fastball across. Right. They didn't want to like try to throw anything else. And yeah. so I think he was, he was, you know, careful. Yeah. With what he was. And, and remember, they have money too. So yeah, and they they're up plenty the of money. So he's doing well in Iowa. Yeah. Is my yeah. Point. Like yeah. He's and not- so they didn't, and, and in talking to some people with their campaign, they did not feel like they had to go in and, and, and try to hit a home run. 
That was never the approach for, for Tim what Scott. What else did Jeff tell you? And so <laughs> I, I know other people within the campaign, uh, I think. Uh, so anyway, go ahead. No, I was just wondering, like, if he, you know, I think he did take a safer approach. Yeah. He, he's a pretty safe guy. Um, but is there anything memorable? And that's what I think we'll have to wait and see. And that's kind of what, you know, maybe he'll yeah. come out a little bit more guns a blazing on the next one. I'm hoping. Well, he's going to have to have his moment and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the debates. So. Right. Right. And also remember, you're talking about eight people on a stage here. It's incredibly difficult. And when you try to make an impression with eight people, you turn into Vivek. You turn into like, you know, you're, you buy your 14th drink. And then you're just like, oh, you know what I mean? And like, you, you know, you, you had it under control, eight drinks in, but 14 in. It's it's a complete disaster. So I think some of this will be weeded out because, you know, I think Burgum's going to be gone. And uh, I think Asa, Asa Hutchinson will be gone. Yeah. I think Pence won't be long for this race. So I think once you get down to four or five, then Tim yeah, Scott's going to have a chance. To that. To. Pence's Iowa are bust. I mean, right. we saw sort of most of these. Yeah. But he has to do well in Iowa. And it just reminded me that his whole really hard pitch, social conservative on that abortion question was he's he's really trying hard to win that social conservative vote, which is incre- which is sizable, obviously, in Iowa. It reminded me of McCain versus Bush debate where McCain, it was in Iowa and McCain attacked subsidies, farm subsidies. And I remember that everyone like they're going crazy and booing thought it was incredibly unpopular. Yeah. He was talking to New Hampshire. Yeah. So, and, and he came back and won New Hampshire. Yeah. So like these, all these candidates are picking out their lanes and, and there's a broader strategy generally to what's going on. Yeah. Well, speaking of, can we jump into this abortion answer? Yeah. The yeah, Nikki are you Haley, okay? yeah. Cause I really thought Nikki Haley did a great job at answering this question in, in a way, and I know Jay's going to disagree with me on this one, but he she answered this question the way I wanted Mark to answer this question because she explained the process and what you're, you know, what can a president do? What can a governor do? And which was our case. Right. And she laid it out. She laid out the actual truth of the case. Okay. Well, hold on. Let, you want to listen to it? Sure. Yeah, we yeah, got her answer. No so let's, let's listen right. to it and then we'll talk about it. Thank you, Martha. I am unapologetically pro-life, not because the Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband was adopted and I had trouble having both of my children. So I'm surrounded by blessings. Having said that, we need to stop demonizing this issue. This is talking about the fact that unelected justices didn't need to decide something this personal because it's personal for every woman and man. Now it's been put in the hands of the people. That's great. When it comes to a federal ban, let's be honest with the American people and say it will take 60 Senate votes. It will take a majority of the House. So in order to do that, let's find consensus. Can't we all agree that we should ban late-term abortions? Can't we all agree that we should encourage adoptions? Can't we all agree that doctors and nurses who don't believe in abortion shouldn't have to perform them? Can't we all agree that contraception should be available? And can't we all agree that we are not going to put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty if she gets an abortion? Let's treat this like the like a respectful issue that it is and humanize the situation and stop demonizing the situation. I mean, I think she nailed that. And I know you guys said... There's no way anybody can get that many messages out. But she's at, it's at the federal level, so it's a lot easier of, a, oh, let's, you know, basically what she's saying is we're never going to do that. The question was, should there be a federal ban? And she was saying, no, you'll never get 60 senators, so it's better to leave the states. Mark's case, like, you are the states. <laughs> so, right. 
You know? Right, but he still would need the the legislature to vote in favor of a ban, which we all know right. that would not never a, not happen. a ban, not even a ban. You wouldn't even the no, ban's not even out there. No. Even if you were to get try to go to fifteen weeks, which the majority of the state supports, they wouldn't touch right. it. Right. Well, so but, I think she did a good job. I'm just going to say this. I think she did a great job of explaining that breakdown. And even though it's not going to really come back to the federal issue, I don't think at all. I think what she was trying to say there is this isn't just a president's call on this. Well, and to change this law, it would take a, a, a you know, an crazy act of, I don't know what. So why don't we focus on at least eliminating late term abortion? And she had it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's appealing to people because I think the majority of the country are against late term abortion. It, I think it has a lot of appeal. I think it has a lot of appeal to a lot of Republicans who are tired of this issue being bandied about. And that's where I think those donors that I think keeping her campaign, like they're going to see that and say, okay, I can agree with that. I think that's going to help her. I think that the, the pro the, the problem Republicans are going to have is there's some answers in the Democrats are going to absolutely love. Oh yeah. Because they, it was no longer, no, we can't, the, the federal government needs to decide it. So they're putting it square in the lap of this presidential race. And you look at Ohio, you look at Kansas, you look at Kentucky, this has not been like a good battleground for us. No, and lost the, everyone. And I promise you, and, and for everyone, so everyone knows, we're we're pre-spin. Like we are right after the debate. Right. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I'm certain the Democrats have already putting out stuff on on abortion. No question. Yeah, they they want it to be, and that's their, their they, they want it to be a big issue. But also remember, she she also is going to take flack from the right for that answer. No question. Oh, She's going to get hit hard for her her statement at the beginning. Unelected judges making decisions for women. And, and, and now the reason I say about Nikki is that she can do that. She can make that. She can make that case. Uh, I think she's going to take some shots for it. Well, she may take some shots for it, but which is, I'm not saying she, she should back down. Just, you know. but you still have to appeal. I know I get it. I get that this is the primary and that's all that they should be caring about right now. But I, I, I just think at some point we do have to have a real conversation about this and it's going to be very tough to do. I get that. Well, I get I just, that the far right is going to be like, no, 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 no. But if we don't start to at least um, eliminate this being all we can talk about on the Democratic side, right? Because you just said it. Oh. This is their ammo. This is, they're going to come at it again. And I just think we need to start com coming back with a real conversation about this. And I feel like tonight she laid down some actual facts. Yes, the far right might not appreciate what she said tonight. But when they sit back and actually look at it, what she said, everything that she actually said was true. So yeah, I think what I think what. There's going to definitely have appeal for that. And I think that's what we talked about at the beginning about that really helping her campaign. But I also think there's a big group of the Republican base that for them, this issue is really important. Yeah. And, I get, and, oh, it, and I it's not just political that. and they don't want to look at it like political strategy. Oh, we should be careful. They're like, no, we should fight. It's, it's, it's about it's a moral life. issue. It's a moral yeah, issue is. and we should fight. And when they hear leaders, someone hit her right after that and said, finding consensus isn't leadership. You got to go fight. You got to lead. And there's going to be, there's going to be voters who are going to say, that's right. I want someone to champion that issue, not find consensus. And they, they get, that makes, that makes uh Republican primary voters nervous on any issue. I want, let's go find consensus on guns. Yeah. Let's go find mm -hmm. consensus on this. Let's go means, find consensus on, on comprehensive border yeah. or immigration reform and you're dead. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and so like, cause voters, and here's the other thing you talk, we talk about, and we can sit here and go through like the electability problems with the candidates and on these issues. If you ask voters who they're voting for, and then you ask them who has the best chance to beat Biden, they're all going to say the candidate they're voting for has the best chance. Yeah. Right. Like, you're right. That's just their belief. Yeah. yeah you're right. Absolutely. That's why they're, that's why they're voting for him. So, 
Um, so, okay, big, I, we'll get onto some more fun clips, but who do you think was an absolute, um, bomb besides Asa? He's a given, right? But yeah, I'm kind Asa. of, bu- I'm kind of bummed about Burgum because the I, guy broke a stick. I mean, he shows up there. He's got. Oh, like why a, are you playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Jake, give me a break, Jake. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, be the guy basketball. who'd be out there doing no, that. I'm, well, I'm going to throw, throw Governor Martinez under the bus here because when she went to give the like primetime speech at the RNC convention, she decided to eat like I think so, something she was allergic to that day and was like swollen up and had her, like Benadryl like the that morning before we were, that she had to go to that debate. So like. Next to her doing that, him playing basketball the day before, I'm not He not did, sure. yeah, you but know. I, I, she, I by thought, the way, Suzanne did, did a great job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> killed it, absolutely killed oh. it up there. Yeah. Okay, see, so but she did. She somebody, somebody can play her, and it's Suzanne. I don't know about Doug. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. well, that, Doug it kind of disappointed me because I thought he was going to have a bit more of a, a force. I, it's hard. I've been hearing about him, and I've been kind of excited just to see what he had to offer because he's a very strong conservative, and he's a strong guy and he's done a really good job up in North Dakota. So I was just hoping he could deliver more, but I realized, he, del- you know, delivering in, in a debate situation. He's is a good tough. guy, but he has zero business on that stage. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to have a rationale for the campaign. Right. And I know there's a Republican governor, not Susanna, another Republican governor who, when he called him and said, why are you running? Yeah. You know? And when like, so one of your friends is asking you that, like, yeah. that's, that's kind of a big red flag. Yeah. Right. And, right. and also, yeah, you're like, well, we did it in North Dakota. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm sure that was hard getting that through. Well, I, I get it. I understand. But, um, okay, so let's go back really fast to Nikki Haley, because I, I know we're talking a little bit about her. But I have. Do you have your Nikki Haley bumper sticker? Uh, yeah, honestly, so you're Haley. going. You're all in hey, on the Nikki. Hey, Nikki Haley endorsed you, I Mark. Know, I'm a fan. Don't and get so me wrong. She gets points right off the bat for I me agree. that she did that. I now agree. I, I have to say her little cheesy um, uh, start. You know about when you want something talked about, hire a guy, or if you want something done, hire a woman or something. I can't remember what that is. Yeah. And, is that right? Am I close? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just think as a woman, I kind of feel like that's it's that's cliche. It's been said a lot. I would rather have used her to use some other line there, a little bit more punch. But her line of the night to me was, and I actually kind of, I, I tried to write this down so I didn't mess it up. But she said, strong girls become strong women who become strong leaders. And this was, and then she wrapped it up by saying, biological men do not have any business playing in female sports. Right. But I just felt like she came off really competent tonight. Um, I hadn't heard her this strong personally. And the second she said that, our two girls, our two teenage girls jumped up, got very excited and instantly wanted to go and buy Nikki Haley buttons. Yeah. Well, so, I think I even think that first line, as much as it's cliche or this, the timing of it, when she delivered that first line, they, they were all looking like politicians yeah. and, and just bickering. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the timing of that line was really good. Which is her. important because she had that line in her pocket and could have used it a bunch of different times and chose the right time to pick it out. Which she deserves credit for. And I think what you're saying, not only will it appeal to voters, it goes back to the donor class that are really, they want an adult in the room. Right. And and they look to her and and they're like, okay. And the Ukraine stuff, the way she handled that, like it checks those boxes. And for her campaign to be able to make the case to voters, they got to stay alive. Yeah. They got, they're going to have to. I think that the adults in the room tonight, in my opinion, were Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and I do think Ron DeSantis came off like an adult. I thought Ron DeSantis did a really good job. I think he started off a little. You know, nervous. nervous. But yeah. I thought he 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 did better than I actually expected. Yeah, yeah. I thought and he did. did, a, yeah. did a and really I gotta job. say, uh, and I, as much as I'm a personal fan of Chris Christie, I uh, I think he did not have a good night. No, I love Chris Christie, but to me, he's like that 
he's like that the lefty pitcher that's there to get the left-handed batter out. Like yeah. he's there if Trump's on stage. Yeah. And it just wasn't, you know. Yeah, and he, he had a couple lines with Vivek, but it was still just, and the, he started to wander. And when he starts making his case, his case wasn't particularly uh, cogent, tight, or compelling. And so yeah. when you look at those three, you kind of say, you should have been more buttoned up on the answers of why you're in the race. And that's part of the Okay, the but wait, issue. let me interrupt you on that one, because you came upstairs to get ready for the show, and you didn't listen to his wrap-up. His The last question they asked him, which you would have appreciated this yeah. one, they, they asked him... Okay, with all this testimony coming out in Congress about UFOs, and he interrupts her and says, are you seriously going to ask me a UFO question? I'm, I, I'm the one that's getting the UFO question. And she said, let me just get this through. Do you feel, if you were president, that you would tell, you would release the files of all the UFO findings and tell the American public? And his answer was, the job of the president is to tell the truth to the people. And when you are the president, I don't care what it is that you're discussing. Your job is to be truthful and and lead this country and be honest with the people, whether it's UFOs or something more important than that. And he went on and he added more to that about the education and everything else. And that that was a bigger threat for us than any UFO. I thought he answered it strongly. I think that that's the quote I think they'll pull out from him. Along mm. with the GPT. Yeah, that's yeah, the, only, the only one he's getting yeah. his GPT. Yeah, I think that and it came two hours in, by the way. You're done. And 90, 90% of the audience okay. is gone. Well, I disagree. I think that was a good Okay. Ending. Okay. okay. Right. So it's what he's doing in New Hampshire. He's trying to revive that Chris Christie straight talk. Yeah. I'll tell it like it is. I'll tell the truth. And that's what killed him last time because then Trump came along and like, right. uh, you're not beating him on that. Yeah. Right. Like, you're not right. going to beat Trump on being direct. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and and no, so he was a little disappointing, and so I I think we do have, I, I think there will be some shedding to some degree, but Christie's obviously going to be in it for a while because of his approach, and he's 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 putting he's everything just, into he's, New Hampshire. He, yeah, he's working. He's not even going to Iowa, right? Yeah, I mean, no, he's no, not he's even, not putting. Yeah, it's exactly. interesting because the abortion stuff, he just didn't say anything. He yeah, just, like, I know. took a pass. Yeah, and yeah. he's laser focused. He's doing decent in New Hampshire, and that's why I'd encourage everyone to look at the state by state polling. Yeah, and, you know? and, and by the way, one other thing on the before we get to, we'll, we'll wrap with a kind of a broader discussion of where the race is uh, before we wrap things up here. But um, one other thing to think about, Iowa is not, hey, we all show up, cast a ballot, and we have a winner. So there's a difference. And when you have a caucus, second place matters. And so there's some of this, too, that you have to pay attention to some of what happens within the mechanics of a caucus, right? Right. I mean, there, you have to have a real ground game on that. Like It's in within counties and within all these caucus sites. Like, that's not an easy – that's why – you know, you look at like the the social conservative movement is so strong because like I was talking about there, those voters who believe these issues are really important, that it's a moral issue and we're fighting for life. They're going to show up. They're absolutely going to show up. They will go there, whether it's snowing, it doesn't matter. They will stay there for hours because yeah. it's not just go cast your vote. Like you're staying there for a while in yeah. these caucus sites. And that's why the most committed are going to vote. And organizing them, getting those those voters out is a is a real important part of a ground game for a campaign. Well, I mean, I know, and I get that this is going to be a dumb question, but like, why Iowa? Like, why did we all decide, hey, Iowa's going to be the place that everybody needs to care about for eighteen months? Well, if you're <laughs> Iowa, you you that's poll position. I mean, that's yeah, that's big time. Think about how much attention Iowa gets, and think about how much you know the corn industry. You know, and the ethanol industry appreciates the fact that they drill in the importance of ethanol to every politician who ever walks in there. Now, the one thing people don't think about is when your primary is in January, you have the longest general election that ever, ever lived. Right. I mean, literally, it's well, like nine months long. State. 
you know, yeah. I, I think it's really hurt New Mexico, frankly, that we're, we're, we're no so longer late. a swing state. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. seeing a lot of these cuts. You're seeing we lost some of Cannon to Arizona. Yeah. And I think that that wouldn't have happened no. back in the day. No, that's yeah. right. That's right. And you know, when you don't have the, the federal influence too, that's exactly right. right. And, and yeah, no, we, we definitely are. Okay. That's, so I'm sorry, guys. I, I feel like I'm, if you're going to just, I don't need a big, long discussion. Who won? In your mind tonight, who did what they needed to get done? Who I came think, in I first? Think, I think a lot of people did what they needed to do. Like, I think DeSantis did. I think DeSantis really did a good job. I think Ramaswamy is going to have a huge night. I, mean, he's, wow. I think he's going to have a lot of followers in his campaign. Like he's going to fuel stuff. And um, just like the Ukraine answer is the perfect example to me. Cause I, what Nikki Haley said, like I would have been up applauding yeah. like as a Reagan Republican, yeah. you know, Wolverines, like I'm with yeah. her on that. And, but I guarantee he was the only one who said he wouldn't support, support more funding for Ukraine. And there's a big chunk of the Republican primary elected, the Republican electorate total, but the primary electorate, especially that's going to agree with him on that. And he's the only one. Took that that position. Yeah, right, I, I agree. I think DeSantis, Haley, and then uh, I begrudgingly agree about Vivek, even though I think uh, eventually, you know, I, I think he'll be exposed as a complete and total phony. I, I do think you're right. He, he did what he had to do. He and, did what he had to do, and they yeah. didn't hit him on things that would just be like and they will devastating. they'll they'll you know? they'll tune him up eventually well, they he got booed when he said what was his crazy one that he said he's like uh, about climate change is a hoax well yeah i mean it's just but that like in, in general is just a dumb like it's just a reflexive stupid comment right. that he makes with his buddies you right. know That's out having a beer yeah. which is just it shows no, a lack not. of discipline on his part and, and just not giving any See, sort I of agree thoughtful with that. answer and that's where i was where he was there was a point where he was talking and it was like they would have just shut up and let him keep going. Yeah, he would have gone. He'll do the it. Cliff. That's right. And he'll do it again. No. He'll do it again. No. Like guys like that are, are, are the smartest guy in the room. And, and so he likes the sound of his own voice. Plus anybody who shows up, takes their shirt off and starts hitting tennis balls. You're an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like put your shirt on. Well, or I, if we you're going to pickleball ad, we didn't <laughs> want to <go> about. <laughs> Seriously. Look, if you're going to do that, at least when you take your shirt off, you're like, whoa, Vivek, you are bringing the yeah. Vivek's like, wait a minute. You got to be bigger than Putin. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> and Putin walks through. You're like, okay, Putin, you know, but no, but it's ridiculous. He's like, he really is like he has he has some clown in him yeah. which bugs me like and i think cuz he's he's very smart i don't think he's not smart i think he's very well spoken he's he's very accomplished but i also think he's a bit of a clown well and i think like, again that's it's just what it, it is. is his youth and youth the millennial he's 39 group, okay but still the millennial I mean, group, at least round I, mean, I, I will say this though devil's devil's advocate yeah us believe they said the exact same thing about donald trump during that debate, oh, he can't say this. He's going to be dead after he does this. Now it's different, but it his different. his supporters will say, you know, he's proving himself to be the outsider. Well, and I think the thing that still though is he's impulsive, and he he says whatever is like is the thought that comes in his head, right? That's what affected tonight. And I feel like that is that generation. They put everything out on social media. Two things you guys do not do at all, you know. And it's like I just think he's not. He's the guy, and I guess Donald Trump doesn't think a whole lot before he puts things on social media either, but I just think in general, he's impulsive. And I think yeah. I got the vibe from him and I would not trust him to make strong leadership decisions, especially in a crisis. And, well, and I think that's that's what will make people nervous about him. And when they hear about some of the positions he's taken in the past and some of the things he said, like the 9-11 stuff to me is <sighs> disqualifying. Right. Yeah, you right. know, and, and they didn't, no one hit him on that. Yeah. 
No, yeah. and, and they will eventually. Um, okay. One other thing I think is kind of interesting, if we could do play two, one last clip before we do a quick wrap up here. Um, Ella, let's go to clip nine. I do think given all the talking that's starting to emerge again about potential mass mandates returning and probably an additional push for vaccination. Um, I think going after the way COVID was handled, I think if there's an area where where President Trump could have some issues from his opponents, I think they could draw blood here. And you started to see it tonight with Governor DeSantis. So here's one more quick clip on that. Down, we kept our state free and open. And I can tell you this, as your president, I will never let the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> Which is interesting because that's a Trump line, yeah, right? Of but yeah. I just think that Most it was, can, it yeah. was brilliant. Uh-huh. I wanted, I've wanted somebody to say that for months. So yeah. I like that. Let me ask you is this, though, on this clip especially. Did you guys expect these guys to take out Trump more than we saw tonight? I, I thought they might go after him. I just, I didn't know if Christie would. I kind of thought Christie would, or but it's, it's difficult. I mean, and that's why that's kind of the undercard. That's why they're fighting for second place because yeah. at the end of the day, like if, if you can't make an argument that you're better, you're a better candidate than the one ahead of you, he's the quasi incumbent. If you can't convince them right. to fire him, then they're, they're not going to, you know, and so that's where they are. They know voters like him, Republican primary voters, and they just they're trying to do this dance. And it's just really ineffective. So how mm. long can Trump hold out and not go before it hurts him or does it ever? I don't know that it ever will. Like he's going to now there's a big point. Like you're you're he has to think like you're also laying setting precedent for Biden not to do any debates. That's either. right. And that's really bad for Republicans and would be bad for Trump. I just think they have to get closer to him. And right now, like no one's there. And even now, like you're talking about who did Haley, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, like that's what he wants. That's right. That's what he wants. He's got more than one. Think about your race at a much smaller level where it's like, as long as those guys are fighting amongst themselves and no one's coalescing, like we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Right. I just think that somebody, I, I thought somebody should come out swinging against Trump tonight only so they made themselves stand out more. Yeah. Because at this point, like it is exactly what you said. It's a 30 point lead for him right now. So if I'm in the race, I'm like, listen, let's it's go time. And this is my only shot is to be the anti-Trump candidate. And I'm I'm going I'm going after him. I'm going to talk about his electability and I'm I'm just going to talk about this. The the country's sick of this or whatever, whatever they wanted to say. I was surprised that somebody didn't come out that I thought was interesting. And Christie's really smart. He's he was a very good governor. Yeah, he was. He's a very astute politician. Yeah, and he's used that line about suspending the Constitution twice. Yeah, and they've clearly tested that. Yeah, they've clearly tested that because he went back to it twice, yeah. and so they've tested that line, and that clearly rea- Republican primary voters react to it. Still, yeah. Okay, so let's wrap up with wh- what do you think over the next few weeks? If you're gonna, let's just say, who. Let's just assume Trump is where Trump is. Who would you want to be going into the next month here? I'd still want to be DeSantis. I I, I still, you you got, these guys have to get even to Iowa. They have to, you know, raise enough money to get to Iowa. I think DeSantis did what he needed to do to keep money in his campaign. He's got to turn the corner though. Yeah. Like he's got to turn the corner. Okay. Wait, I, I I mean, I think, I think we're going to see Nikki Haley start to climb. That's a jump. I do. I, and I like, I, I like DeSantis, but I think Nikki Haley is going to come out. 
swing. And I don't know if that means that puts her in a position for VP or not. I'm not really sure. But I do think that she came out a lot stronger than I anticipated tonight. Yeah. So no, she's she's good on the stage. Yeah, there's no doubt. OK, well, that's Mark? the wrap up. What? Oh, no, I'd uh, no, I agree. I, I'd rather be DeSantis because I think ultimately DeSantis can fall back on. I've done it in, in so many of these different areas. And COVID, I think, is going to be the biggest one. I think, right I think it's going to be a big issue. And, and I think DeSantis, the, he is absolutely he has a better record on COVID than Trump does. So if there's going to be an area where he can start to chip things away, because Trump still has not come out on the vaccine. Trump still pushes the vaccine pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, and if, because he had, you know, it was developed in his administration. You can see why he does it, but, but it doesn't look as good as it did when he, when he developed it. And so eventually I think DeSantis, if there's going to be a wormhole there, that could turn into something more. That's where it's going to be. And so if I were, if I were anybody, I agree, it'd be DeSantis. And I, I still think Tim Scott's got a, got a chance to, to be effective in, and, and Nikki as well. So, all right, guys, thanks very much. Thanks for doing this. It's late. I got to now put the show together so that when people wake up in the morning, they can actually listen to this. And so thanks, Jay, thanks for showing up. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Well, geez, my gosh, this is fantastic. Jay. It's really, this is great. We'll bring you back after the next one. Yeah. It'll when is 10. the next one? It's in yeah. September, September 27th, I think. Is it? Okay. I think yeah, so. We'll do that then, but thanks for joining us and we'll see you back here on Monday. You've been listening to the No Doubt About It podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at No Doubt About It podcast. No Doubt About It. The No Doubt About It podcast is a Choose Adventure Media production. See you next time on No Doubt About It. There is no doubt about it.